day, everybody. Welcome in. It is the Bill Michaels Show, hour number two. A beautiful Wednesday here in the state of Wisconsin. Ben Kenny Grant Bills in for Bill today. Bill likely. How how are we looking? Bill likely back tomorrow. So Brewers taking on the chin last night, six to two loss. We talked about it earlier. Uh, Not a red flag kind of loss. In a way, the game was thrown away, if you will. I think that was put well by you. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to chime in, where do you stand on this Brewers team? Where are you at with the loss last night? Later in the hour, we're going to talk some Packers, talk about the 53-man roster projection from ESPN's Rob Domofsky compared to what it looked like last year. See where this team has gotten better. See if the roster overall is better than it was last year. But Grant, the other topic persisting today on the show, there were guys out yesterday. I was golfing. It was 100 degrees. They were golfing without their shirts. And I did not decide to be the old man today and tell them that they should put it back on and it's a joke and it's an embarrassment. I decided to support them because I thought that we as society should establish some areas where it's okay to do activities without a shirt when it is that hot out. So did they have their golf shorts and shoes and belt? Was everything else the way it should be and they just removed the shirt? Or did they look like crap top to bottom? Uh, The first, most definitely. Everything else was in order. Okay. You know, I can get that. Was the golf course busy? If it's a weeknight and it was quiet, I feel like that factors into. I mean, there were people out there, but it was was a hundo. It felt like a hundred. I feel like a lot of the rule book written for society gets thrown out at that point. Yeah. I went to a movie last night. I, I sat down in my dream lounger, as you do at the Marcus Cinema, and I was out of breath because I walked in from the car to the parking lot. It was like a million degrees outside. I don't know how you golf last night. Well done. Uh, it is a dedication to the game, and yet there are no rewards that are reaped from it, I guess is the best no. way to put it. What film? Not at all. Uh, Jurassic, the new Jurassic Park. So this is going to incriminate myself, as many other things I share do. I have not seen any of them. I mean, they're fun. They have dinosaurs. Whatever you think they are, that's what they are. Dinosaurs freak me out. That's why That's why it's fun. In every movie, they end up loose in the jungle with dinosaurs on the loose. Different jungles, different locations, but that's always what happens. And uh, this movie was probably a 3 out of 10, but it had dinosaurs. So it's a 10 out of 10. Have you seen that trend? Like, he's a 10, but, you know, he listens to Philly Sports Talk Radio. So how does that? (laughs) It's the same with this movie. It's a 3, but because of the dinosaurs, it's a 10. I've seen that trend. It's dumb. It is the best way to. Are put you it. on TikTok? I can't. No, I can't break through. Not even close. Sometimes I like making cool videos, but I can't curate my timeline. I'll stick to Twitter. Man, I'm barely even on Instagram. Like I have an Instagram. I I cannot say I open it more than once every two weeks. I have looked for you on Instagram. I haven't been able to find you. Oh, well, I, I'm I'm very much there. But no, I'm Twitter at Benzie Kenny on Twitter. I'm gonna put out a Twitter poll as we are speaking right now. Uh, about that Brewers game last night about now, my question really overall today is, is a split still what we should be hoping for as Brewers fans is a two to two split with the Cardinals. And then you hope they take two of three from Toronto. Should that be the goal that we're going for here? Cause for me, it is uh, maybe going into the series. You thought they could salvage three out of four or something along those lines. 
But I, I think uh, expectations, especially with Alexander going game four, should be tempered a bit. 877-867-1670. Let's go to the phones. Line one. You're on the Bill Michaels Show. Who do we got? Z and the D. Z, good morning. Good morning and good afternoon. Ah, uh, I think this is my first time talking to you and Mr. Grant. So this is interesting. The privilege. Grant, are you familiar with Z and the D? Yeah, because I've heard your calls. I listen to Ebo's morning program over the line. So I've heard Z and the D. Mm. Everyone's very excited when Z calls in. There was some controversy today, actually. Really? Z, oh, do you yeah. care to share? Yeah, so some random user on Twitter, which we don't know who it is, puts out a power rankings of top callers in it. And it was eight callers, which number eight was Mr. Grant, which I don't think, Grant, you would be technically a caller. Ebo calls you. You're more of a host. You're kind of like a... He's a guest. comes in routinely, so you're yeah. not a caller. I, I wouldn't... No offense, but I don't consider you a caller. I, I consider you an informationalist, person that throws out information, gives his take, but is getting paid for it. Um, but I wasn't on this list, and I'm not ex- – the list I just think was – Not butthurt, bad. though. Not butthurt about it at all. This, I'm a little butthurt, and no, so I made up my own you, list. You wouldn't call in and be butthurt, no. <laughs> I, I made my own list, and I didn't put myself on the list because I don't think you can make a list and put yourself on the list. That's just how That's I true. see it. Uh, I disagree. If I were to rank the best current producers of the Bill Michaels show, I would definitely put <laughs> yeah. myself on that list. You're like, what, one of three, though? Right now, I'm one of one. He, I, yeah. I, I am the Bill Michaels show producer. Exactly. So, I mean, you have a fill-in every now and then, but barely. Yeah, it's um, Ebo. <laughs> All right, yeah. Yeah, it's you know what? Yeah, there are two people. I'd rank myself ahead of Ebo. Exactly. That's a winner mentality. Good for you. <laughs> Yeah, so, back yeah, in the winner's I, circle. So, yeah, I just think that this list was trash. I want this person, if they're listening, to call in and give a reasoning behind his list. And on my list, I gave some people that are OGs that were back in the day before <laughs> you were on the radio station. Because, like, I put number one was Gator Frank. Never heard of Gator Frank. But when he called in, he brought it. He was amazing. And then he always signed off with the radio call. This is 96.7, The Zone. Or 106, you know, or 1670 AM, the zone. Like, he had a signature. Same with Conrad has a signature. We know Paulie Rand is amazing. Sometimes too long in the tooth, but still amazing. We know Dave from Monona. A lot of times everyone's on the other side of Dave from Monona, but Dave still brings him. it. Yeah, I, mean, I hope Dave calls in today. All right, Z, I, you had mentioned, I, I, I don't mean to cut you off, but this is a, uh, I'm, I'm excited to hear this. Now, I'm in on the morning show for Ebo tomorrow, so I'm excited to hear this tension continue and see if more lists are put out. But you had, you had called in about the other quandary I had put out in the ether. Yep, the shirt. So, as I said, you guys, either one, you could spitfire places, and I'll tell you yes or no, just my years of being on this earth, 33 years on it, I've been through it all. I would think so. So name a place or a couple places, and I'll tell you yes or no, and I might give you a slight reasoning behind it. So, Cruising Chubbies. Cruising Chubbies, keep your shirt on unless it's in the champagne room. What if it's 100 degrees, though? Uh, Cruising Chubbies does not have 100 degrees. They keep it nice and cool in there. You got to have those nipples rock hard. Uh, the Dollar General. Dollar General, keep your shirt on unless it, the AC's broken in there. Okay. What if you and all of your coworkers were out at your coworker's house and they had a 
an average size backyard and there was a work barbecue with all coworkers. I take my shirt off. I already I did it actually yesterday. I was in the warehouse. It was 100 degrees on the warehouse. I took my shirt off. I'm like, this is too. I'm not keeping my shirt on just to sweat through it. I'm taking my shirt off. I don't care if you want to take your shirt off. So be it. You, everyone knows what I am. I'm going to take my shirt off. If they don't feel comfortable with it. So be it. I've been there longest tenure. What about like a a live on-site radio show that may or may not happen to be outside? Live on-site radio show depends on the time, the weather and stuff like that. If it's a Badger game day, um, I would say keep the shirt on for the first hour. For the next two hours, you can take it off, especially if you're the W or the B and the Wisconsin selling out at the stadium. Mm. The Union Terrace. Union that's, Terrace. That's a good one. Uh, inside or outside? Outside, outside. obviously. Outside, 80-plus can take your shirt off, depending on the factor, and especially humidity. Inside, most definitely keep your shirt on. Z, we're talking about 100 here. But, all right, yeah. uh, appreciate the phone call, man. We'll talk tomorrow morning. Later, guys. All right. You guys are doing caller rankings this week. I think Rome's doing the smack off this week, too. So, I mean, there's a lot of back home and the certain programming out there. The caller-on-caller violence is very prevalent and very significant. It has really reached the point where the hosts have had to say, like, guys, stop, because if something happens, we are liable. Yeah. It's reached that point. But there has been some uh, some happenings on the morning show here where a certain list has been released, and, you know, some were left off, some were included, some didn't like their rank, and then there was a lot of argument about it. And I assume the thing is it happened today, a little later in the show, now I'm in for Ebo the rest of the week, so I have to deal with it. You got to deal with it. Well, there's one way to move up the standings of callers, and that's to eliminate one way or another other callers. Uh, I have I have a question and a story for you about being shirtless. Are you allowed to go shirtless in a dorm in the common spaces? Uh, yeah. Um, because this happened to me my freshman year. Another question for you: Are you a sleepwalker? No, never, not at all. So I've sleptwalked like two, three times in my life. Freshman year, I'm 99% sure this happened after years of reflection on this. I was sick and it was a Thursday or Friday night. So I wasn't going out or doing anything. I was hanging in my room and I had a fever and I got up and did a hot lap around my entire dorm in boxers. And that's it. So men, women, no children, but adults. And I just did a lap, and I and I think it dinged my rep for the rest of the year in my dorm. <laughs> I think people thought I was weird. I mean, that is that. wildly concerning. I, but I probably look like a zombie, and I just let it all hang out. It's a good thing I wasn't naked. Uh, if yeah. I slept naked, I would have walked around the dorm naked. <laughs> so I, I think years later, looking back, uh, shirtless in the dorm might be one thing, but you got to have pants on. You, you, you need one or the other. Yes, I I would say that would go for all these settings we're talking about, uh, like fine dining, public transit, dentist chair, you know, if it's 100 degrees, an outdoor class. Yeah, I think pants should should persist through all of these settings. All right, 877-867-1670. We're going to get off this for a bit coming up. There, There's just a lot of stuff going on today, and it's kind of surprising given it is June 22nd. But we talked a lot about the Brewers' loss. We'll get into that more. Coming up next, the Packers' 53-man roster projection from Rob Domofsky of ESPN. We'll talk about that, and then after, we will compare it 
to the year before and talk about who would win if they played on the field. I think there are some interesting angles to that conversation. There's some more coming up on a trademark for a college. I bet you can guess which. They trademarked a word that is now theirs. We'll talk about that and how they're all entitled and very, uh, yeah. What's the nicest way? I, I don't know the nicest way to say it, so I'm just they not going to say it. They suck. Uh, Manny Ramirez, Boston legend, MOB legend, had some comments during the broadcast about Derek Jeter. Grant, you know I love to talk about Derek Jeter whenever I can find a time to. So a lot coming up. Bucks NBA draft, all that coming up as we get into the noon hour. It's Ben Kenny, Grant Bills, in for Bill Michaels. More Packers talk coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a bucket. This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back in. It is the Bill Michaels show. Ben Kenny and Grant Bills are in for Bill again today. Likely back tomorrow. 877-867-1670. We'll talk Brewers all day. If you have any thoughts on where we as a society should allow people to live shirtless when it is above 100 degrees. We'll take calls on that. And on the Packers. So, Grant, yesterday... All of the ESPN beat writers for the NFL, including Rob Domofsky, put out their 53-man roster projections at this point uh, in the offseason. I'm going to run through it quick. A lot of them are obvious, but Aaron Rodgers and Jordan Love, quarterback. No Danny Etling, but I think he will sit there on the practice squad in case one of those guys goes down. If Aaron Jones, A.J. Dillon, Patrick Taylor at running back, That would assume then Kylan Hill would start the season on the PUP list, given the ACL tear last season. Wide receiver, which is interesting, seven of them. Alan Lazard, Randall Cobb, Christian Watson, Romeo Dubs, Amari Rogers, Sammy Watkins, and Samori Torre. I'm going to bookmark that, and we'll return to it. Tight end. It's going to be a fun one. Yeah, he has Mercedes Lewis, Josiah Agora, Tyler Davis. That then... Is assuming that Robert Tunyon also starts on the PUP list, which I think is likely. O line Bakhtiari, Runyon, Myers, Royce Newman, Yash Nyman, Sean Ryan, Zach Tom, Jake Hansen, and Colvin Lennon. That would assume Elton Jenkins starts on the PUP list. It would assume Bakhtiari's back, though. So that could be a question that he assumes will be solved. And then quickly through the defense, defensive line Kenny Clark, Dean Lowry, Jerron Reed, Devontae Wyatt, TJ Slayton. Inside linebacker, Devondre Campbell, Quay Walker, Chris Barnes, Ray Wilborn. Honestly, Grant, I, I know who every person on this roster is. I don't know who Ray Wilborn is. Same. I, Same. I've never heard of him. Uh, and Ty Summers there at inside linebacker. Outside linebacker, Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, Kingsley and Agbare, Randy Ramsey, and Ladarius Hamilton. And then to the secondary, you have Jair Rasul Douglas, Stokes, Keyshawn Nixon, Shamar John Charles, and KB Ento. Safety, Amos Savage, draft pick Tariq Carpenter, and Sean Davis and Vernon Scott. And then Mason Crosby, Pat O'Donnell, and Steven Wordle, the long snapper. So, I mean, first, Still let's, go, uh, let's right. go to wide receiver first. 
um, because I, I think a lot of it is straightforward here, the projections, and a, a lot of it are questions that really aren't asked. You know, we know the quarterbacks, we know the running backs, but the wide receiver, I do you have a thought on seven and that seven uh, does include Samori Torre, the seventh round draft pick. It does not include Malik Taylor. It does not include Jawan Winfrey, if I'm not mistaken. Trying to go through who else they also have. Or Danny Davis. Doesn't include Danny Davis, but uh, I mean, I don't want to take a shot at him. This would be an unnecessary drive-by, but he's not making the roster. Like, come on. You don't know that. Let's get him in camp. I'm really confident in that. Okay, well, if you're confident in it, you would know better than me. Watch Juwan Winfrey not even make the roster. If they keep seven wide receivers and they don't keep Juwan Winfrey, I want all of the time and energy back from the last couple of months about all the articles and blogs I saw about how Juwan Winfrey's ready ready to break out. Sorry, I can't speak. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. I mean, I like, and this is just my knowledge of the college game. I love Samori Torre. He torched. I was going to say. He torched uh, Wisconsin. There were, I, I mean, that was a Nebraska offense that had some success, but he crushed them. I forget the exact stats, but he scored a touchdown or two in that game. He's a player. And I mean, hopefully he can help on special teams. If I, based on what I know about them, if I had to say who could help them more as a receiver, even though neither really would be needed, I'll tell you some more Torre. Tell us more about the Nebraska offense, Ben. I was going to ask you oh. about this, actually. There's nobody who has more to say. I you. mean... Well, unfortunately, the Packers were not able to pick up Austin Allen, their tall tight end. But you look at what the uh, Nebraska Cornhuskers, I'm trying to find the stats from the Wisconsin game. Dude, he had seven catches for 113 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. Austin Allen had seven catches for 143. Yeah, he was unguardable. I mean, the way that, and this is rabbit hole stuff, but the way that they were able to divert from the rotation and then come back to a wide open guy on the other side of the field. They used deception really well against Wisconsin. They used their aggressiveness against them and then found Austin Allen leaking out. Samori Torre is just a stud, but going back to the roster thing, I would not be surprised if he is the guy that makes it out of that group of him, Malik Taylor, Jawan Winfrey seven. I think I, seven feels like the number right now. It, it, it does, especially uh, with Tunyon starting on the PUP, they they love Deguara and apparently they really like Tyler Davis, so that would be apparently. that would be three tight ends and then Tunyon then would make it four. Uh, offensive line you would you would think it's around nine. I think the first guy out maybe when Jenkins comes back would be Jake Hansen uh, or Cole Van Lannen. but a lot of it's very straightforward. I, I guess my question to you is Grant and I wrote down the exact comparisons, but overall take broad arching. Uh, eye in the sky. Do you think this roster as we stand right now is better than it was last year entering week one of the season? Yeah. Yeah. Top to bottom. Mm -hmm. One through 53. Yes. Obviously they lost star power at wide receiver and with Zedaria Smith, but Ben Zedaria Smith was on the roster last year. He didn't play. So I get on paper, he's not there anymore, and that's a huge loss. But that defense figured out a way to play pretty well down the stretch without him last year. So I'm not even that worried about that loss. So I think top to bottom, 1-53, to yes, they're better than last year. They lost some star power at the top, but I think they have more good guys. 
that's where I land as well. And I was thinking position by position. It's hard because our outlook on a lot of players have has changed over the year, right? Like I mm-hmm. think at this like twenty twenty two Rashawn Gary is a better player than twenty twenty one Rashawn Gary. Yes. So some of excuse me, some of the steps forward <laughs> taken in that regard, I think are significant. But like the quarterback room is the same, obviously. I mean, maybe there were questions well, last we year. No Kirk Benkert. So, oh God, right. Never mind. I'm sorry. Last year's quarterback room because he was great in preseason. Kirk Benkert should have been there. Uh, The running back room is really the exact same. I mean, plus Kylan Hill coming back after a couple weeks wide receiver. You go 2021 for obvious reasons. Devontae was there tight end. I would probably go 2021 because Tunyon was healthy entering the year. Now this year, uh, there are questions about when he comes back. Offensive line was interesting. Where would you say in terms of comparing from last year to this year? I think I'd go last year was better entering the season. Yeah, because Elton Jenkins is healthy. We also thought at some point David Bakhtiar was going to play last year. So we had that expectation coming into the year. Even if he wasn't healthy, it was still in our mind when evaluating the position in June and July. Bakhtiar is going to play at some point. However, I think getting Josh Myers back healthy is going to make a difference. Not that I know that much about offensive line play, but everything I read in quotes from coaches, they're like, man, it's just nice to have him back because a center's not really a position you want to move around and change guys at a lot. So I think some stability there will help. I also think Matt LaFleur with a year more experience is going to be a little bit better at managing his offensive line because he's made a, a couple horrible decisions on who to start in playoff games. And I love Adam Stenovich. So I, I think. On paper, there's actually a lot of similarities because last year we thought Bakhtiari was going to play even though he didn't. This year he's got to play, and hopefully Elton Jenkins does at some point too, and Josh Myers is coming back. Yeah, I think the biggest difference, like Jenkins was healthy last year, but Bakhtiari really wasn't. I guess maybe I would switch those roles. If I could assume that Bakhtiari will start week one, which is kind of what we've gotten, like there's been some hesitancy, but I think there's also been an overall theme of yeah, he'll be fine for training camp. So really when training camp starts is when we'll see. But I think the bigger difference for me lies within, they're going to rely on a bunch of rookies to fill big depth roles. And am I more confident in John Runyon, say, after last year, like this right now compared to where he was entering uh, last year? Yeah, definitely. But then some of the uh, some of the depth pieces, I think, are younger. So we're really going to need to see what Sean Ryan, what Zach Tom can do. Cole Van Landon could be able to fill in a guard if you need it, but you're not in a great spot if that is happening. So, yeah, the Myers thing I think is legit, and then I hopefully Jenkins comes back. But I think I would go 2021 for the reason that I was more confident about the depth then because now you have multiple rookies in those spots, and you just don't know what they're going to do, right? Like you drafted him with hopes, but there is always that unknown of will this guy actually be a pro? Sean Ryan and Zach Tom are just two perfect Packers offensive line picks. Like I think one of those guys is going to contribute at some point this year and will be good. And they've shown kind of like Craig council with the brewers and his relievers. He just finds a way to balance it all. I think Adam Stenovich finds a way to balance it all on the offensive line. And that makes me feel a lot better. Yeah. Speaking about the eye test, I think Tom is the perfect last name for an interior offensive lineman. Yeah. It's, yes. it's so succinct and you feel like those guys in the middle are very succinct. Like Myers is a small name, you know, but Bakhtiari, 
I feel like that's more of a left tackle name. That's a tackle name. Yeah. You're right. Balaga. Tackle yeah. name. So you give Zach Tom like number 50, and there you go. That's a stud like, center. Like the Packers uh, center when they won the Super Bowl in 2010, his name was Scott Wells. Love it. That's a center name. Yeah. Jason Kelsey. There you go. Yeah. A lot of good ones. Um, Moving through. So that's the offense. There are three positions that you could say were better last year, but not by massive margins minus wide receiver again for obvious reasons you look to the defense I mean the defensive line is far better this year they added Jerron Reed they drafted Devontae Wyatt in the first round there's no more Tyler Lancaster I don't need Tyler Lancaster playing important snaps the (laughs) defensive line got significantly better inside linebacker I mean the outlook last year for Devontae Campbell was obviously a lot different than it was even four weeks into the season, right? But even if I include him being great, the inside linebacker room got a lot better, adding Quay Walker. The outside linebacker, I'm going to call it the same, even though, like, Zadarius Smith's gone, but he was such a question mark all offseason last year and then through the year. And Rashawn Gary, I mean, has gotten a lot better in, in that time. It is a question. Like, they're shallow there. That's the one... Worry, eh, not worry. You can't draft everybody, right? There's going to be decisions that lead to choosing one guy over another. One decision that sticks with me, and and I hope it doesn't end up making a difference, but not grabbing George Karloftis with 22 and instead taking Quay Walker. I like the Quay pick. I would also really love a third edge rusher, and Karloftis really could have been that guy. They're a little shallow at edge rusher. We were doing. I think about. We were doing the pre-draft show, right? We did one show that week. Leading up to the draft. Yeah. I was, I was, we talked about how he played water polo back in the day, right? I think so. I was championing the George Pickens, Karloftis tandem. Yeah. Who I think they both went to the chiefs or maybe Pickens went to the Steelers. Cause I remember that cause every receiver that goes to the Steelers is going to be good no matter what. Yeah. So they're all characters too. Like, of course, George, George Pickens going to the Steelers is so perfect. It's so perfect. and he's going to be so good. The, yeah, the defensive depth, defensive line is great. Inside linebackers, awesome. I wish there was a little bit more depth at edge rusher. But again, you can't have depth everywhere. When you're paying a quarterback, you got to make decisions. They made a decision to get Quay Walker, which will give him a lot of flexibility, be able to do a lot of different things. But if Rashawn Gary misses four weeks, they don't just have a guy that slides in that you feel great about. Yeah, now I, I agree completely. Moving through the end of it, though, in terms of 2022 roster or last year's, which is better. The cornerback room is far better now than it was. Obviously, adding Rasul Douglas. I'm comparing it to the start of last year, really, because of so much that happened and the additions that were made. To point out, I mean, and, and you said you agree with this, I, I think this is a better team. I, I think they are a better football team than they were last year. Cornerback room, Rasul has played a huge role, but Eric Stokes is a complete stud. Jair's... I. He was healthy going into the year, but he's back. He's one of the best in the league. The safety room is great, but it's the same as it was. And then special teams should be far better. Not even, I like, yeah, uh, adding Mr. O'Donnell to be the punter. And hopefully Crosby's a bit better. But just overall, the room, the coaching, everything. I think up and down the roster, take away wide receiver. And one could argue how much effect that position ha- has specifically. I think the roster is far better this season. And I don't really think that's a that's a thought that's being shared nationally. 
right? When people talk about the Packers, the storyline is obviously going to be Devontae, always. But still, I don't think many, I think too many actually are discounting the improvements that were made throughout this offseason. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to just have to approach the season differently, right? It's a different offense. It's going to be a different mode of operations. It's going to be a different everything. So if Rodgers and LaFleur get together and recalibrate, maybe that's a good word to use. I think not having Devontae Adams can be made up for in, in other departments. And the offense isn't going to look as pretty. You're not going to get these eye-dropping plays, but I think it can be just as effective by the end of the year. So we're going to have some fun next. What if the 2022 roster... And 2021 week one roster, that's not including some of the additions. What if they went on the field and played each other? We're going to talk about that next. Where would the advantages lie? Where, which players would maybe bring the edge in that battle? We're talking about that next. It is Ben Kenny and Grant Bills in for Bill Michaels. This is the Bill Michaels Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Kenny Grant Bills with you on this beautiful Wednesday. State of Wisconsin. A little bit cooler today, thankfully. I wore a long sleeve. It's great. I, I don't know about that move. Well, I got shorts on. Short shorts and a long sleeve. And sandals. That's good balance. Don't tell Dave. I'm sure Dave is listening. I think he just he just <laughs> threw Damn up it. whatever thing he was whatever he was eating he, at the moment. Dude, really quickly. Last night on my show, we were talking about Chi-Chi's, the old Mexican restaurant. And I guess they all closed in like the early 2000s. And Dave called in and was like, that place was incredible. And at one point said, you keep talking about this. I'm going to wet my pants. Oh, no. I know. Oh, come on. He's like, oh, the, the tortillas. Let me tell you what, the tortillas, Grant, that they had, they were just great. Wow. Never, never heard that side of Dave before. Why didn't you post that clip on Twitter? I posted a Dave clip the other day. Maybe I'll post it tonight. I know. I saw that clip. It's just always yeah. back to the clothes. You know, whatever I'm wearing, whatever I'm doing, he just hates it. It's fine. Yeah. It's All right. 877-867-1670. So we're talking about this Packers roster and the projection of what it will look like week one. But now let's look back to last year because we, we compared the two, obviously, with which could be better. I Both of us are kind of in the boat that this one top to bottom entering this year is better than it was last year. Don't ask the, the national pundits that, but, you know, that's where I stand. That's where you stand as well. What if they had to play on the field? Because I was thinking about this earlier, and I, I think it'd be hilarious. It, it would be quite funny, the, the theoretical of seeing the – September 1st, 2021 Packers and the one September comes the 2022 Packers go out and play. My first thought was I feel like 2021 Rogers would want to kick 2022 Rogers ass. I feel like 2022 Rogers would also want to kick 2021 Rogers ass. He's like, Oh, this young guy 
you know, just barely, barely played any football, you know, younger than me. I got to show him what's up, you know, and, and older Rogers would take that personally. Younger Rogers would also take it personally. It'd be very personal. Yeah, but I feel like he was on such a redemption tour at that point saying F you to everybody, including the media, right? Through through all those Tuesday appearances and that stuff with with the various comments that were said, where in that light, I feel like 2021 would bring the edge of, oh, yeah, no one thought I'd be back. But look, I came back. I was always going to come back. So now I'm going to show you that I'm still great. Uh, but I, it'd be interesting. I feel like the edge last year was like, there's an edge this year. Cause he, he has to win. Right. And does he, I, I mean, I, to everybody, he does. Do you think to he, he does uh, to himself. He doesn't. I, maybe we've never talked about this before. And we've done a show together. I don't think Rogers really loses that much sleep when his team comes up short in the playoffs. I've heard you say that before. I think he, he, he clocks out at the end of the day and he goes home and, you know, I, I think he probably looks at last season successful. Won an MVP, got a new deal, you know, made new friends and new life experiences. And I like Tom Brady was probably furious all off season. So furious he tried to trade himself to the Dolphins and become an <laughs> owner and like that whole thing. Rogers didn't care that much. Yeah, he wants to win, but not like some of these other guys do. I think there is sleep lost, but I think in the spectrum of athlete. I'll compare him to Giannis in this state. Mm-hmm. If you compare both of their, I, I assume Giannis would have, would take it a lot differently than Rogers would. I, I, I don't know if I'd go as far as to say he wouldn't really, I, he wouldn't lose sleep over the loss. If Giannis was Aaron Rodgers after that game, Giannis would have walked up to Alan Lazard in the locker room, grabbed him by the scruff of the neck and dragged him over to the Don Hudson center. And they would have read from that third and 10 play until two in the morning. That's what Giannis would have done. Or he would have grabbed the two 49ers corners and put one of them back on Lazard <laughs> so that Devontae wasn't double covered. Yeah, probably more likely. If we're talking about the 2021 versus 2022 Packers, the 2022 secondary versus Devontae Adams, Ooh. that'd be pretty interesting to watch. It would. It would. I I mean, Jair shadows, but then I. what do you do there? You could also shade... Well, that's the thing. And now we're seeing why the Packers, when they were Adams and everyone else, never really worked is because this secondary could throw Jair or maybe what they do is use Stokes and Rasul Douglas and they shade a safety and then Jair takes Lazard or MVS or whoever. I feel pretty confident about that. Or best friend Randall Cobb, who's probably going to be the biggest part of the offense this season. Yeah, Uh, that would be something. I mean, uh, the talent level in that secondary is crazy entering the year. I don't think that honestly is, is talked about enough nationally either. The, uh, the, the other thing I, I wanted to compare with the two years, I think 2022 LaFleur, and this might just be crazy brain think, uh, thinking the offense is going to look drastically different now that Devontae is gone. I feel like 2022 LaFleur would run circles around last year LaFleur. I think last year LaFleur was still kind of dealing with the Rodgers aftermath. I think there was a little bit of fright there that he didn't really want to, he, he didn't want to piss Rogers off, but he wanted to do enough to make him happy, but also put the LaFleur stamp on the team where I feel like 2022 LaFleur is going to be freed up in many ways. We talk about Yelich moving the lead off, how that could free him up. I think all this stuff being done is going to free up the head coach a lot. Which yes, 
maybe. And if that's the case, then that's another thing that I'm kind of upset about Rogers for, for the last two years. Do you know what I mean? That's fair. Like, like if he took up headspace in Lafleur's mind and made Lafleur commit time and energy to things he shouldn't have had to commit to, then that's another thing I'm upset about Rogers for. But I, I, I agree with you. Hopefully, especially this year when the offense will look different, Lafleur and Rogers can sit down and not have to worry about the people and the way the organization treats people or whatever. I'm still a little confused as to why Rogers was upset, but they can just focus on the offense now. Well, I mean, uh, Jake Kumaro has since been released and is available in the open market. If that's a path the Packers want to go to make him happy. But also you talk about the organization treating people. Well, I, the Kurt Benkert situation was handled great by Goody and by everybody. I'm not going to say that's a direct aftermath, but that, that has to be something that makes him a little happy. See, I was going to go out of my way here to take a shot at Rogers and say Rogers would probably think that it was handled so well because of the changes that Rogers helped implement last year. Ah. But I'm, I won't do that. If, yeah, if you were going to take a shot, that was, is what you would have said. I, I yeah. think that's well put. The other in- interesting matchup, the biggest change we've seen on the team, aside from you, you mentioned the wide receiver in the secondary, but I mean, both years you have Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, who are both top of the line running backs. Probably the best one, two punch in football, all things considered. Yet last year's defensive line, while it was really good, like Kenny Clark's a stud. Dean Lowry was solid. Uh, Kingsley Kiki was on the roster entering the year. We obviously know that he wasn't as the year came to a close. But that defensive line of really just Kenny Clark and Dean Lowry against Jones and Dylan of this year, I think looks a lot different than this year's defensive line. When you have Clark, you have Jerron Reed, you have the rookie Devontae Wyatt, who's a freak. I, the depth and the talent on the defensive line has taken massive steps forward. I think when you look at the matchups and what else has changed and what could have looked different if this theoretical matchup would actually play out, I think it's there. Kenny Clark's hopefully going to be a lot freer this year. Hopefully Kenny Clark's not dealing with double and triple teams and he's actually going to have opportunities to shoot into the backfield and rope down running backs. That's when Kenny Clark impresses me most when it looks like the running back's about to shoot through the hole and make a, a nice gain. And then out of nowhere, Kenny Clark just flashes and just eats up the running back. And it's so quick and it happens so quickly. Almost like when you're uh, fishing, I love a good fishing analogy. Mm. You're pulling the lure through the water and all of a sudden a big, uh, big flash comes out of nowhere and boom, fish grabs your lure. It's kind of Kenny Clark is like a fish in that way. It was a very cheap analogy, but interesting. All right. Like, is this a big catch of a fish or just like any fish? Uh, I mean, any fish, you know, see, I like fly fishing. The water's never very deep. So let's say the water's three feet deep at most. And I'm looking where my little flies going through the water. Sometimes you see the flash of the fish before you feel the bite. That's Kenny Clark. He just comes out of nowhere out of a mass of bodies and he'll just rope down a running back. And it's so much fun to watch. And hopefully he'll have a better time doing that when he's not eating triple teams because Reed can help with that. Wyatt and even Dean Lowry, who I like, but you don't want to be your second best defensive lineman. Yeah, this is going to be a sweet defensive line to watch. I mean, you look overall run defense and towards the end of last year, one of the areas other teams found success against them was running the football like the Browns were able to do it well. I And that was because the Packers were banged up a bit down the stretch of last year, but they showed a, a little bit of susceptibility to the run. I This defense, I don't know how you're going to run on them. 
right? Because then you have Devondre Campbell, who proved to be one of the best inside linebackers in football last year. You have Quay Walker, who's athletic as hell. And he's not going to need to do that much. It's not like he's coming in because Devondre Campbell talked. He said, I loved how and the Packers, I could do the one job and the one job I was good at. They knew what I'm good at. They didn't ask me to do other stuff. I think that can be said about Quay Walker where he doesn't have to come in and be Devontae Campbell. He doesn't have to be that quarterback. He can just come in and make plays. So you look over. I, I don't know how teams run against them at all. I think that's what they expect from Quay Walker. I, I think Joe Barry was asked at the beginning of OTAs or rookie minicamp, whatever was first. He's asked about Quay Walker and what they want from him. And he basically just said production. And I think what they envisioned for him is the defense is the same as last year. Everybody's doing their job, except this year, instead of Chandon Sullivan, there's Quay Walker in the middle, and he can just run around and pick up the scraps and make plays and not really have to worry about lining people up in the right spot, diagnosing things. Dude, just run around and cause issues for everybody. I think that's what they see for him. And that'd be pretty cool if that gets to be his role. The final matchup I want to talk about here, the 2022 special teams would run absolute circles around last year's. Could you imagine the matchup of Rich Bisacci on one side of the sideline and Mo Drayton on the other? Not to mention the personnel that will be playing on special teams this season and how much of a disaster it was last year. Like, what we saw in the Niners game, that would be this game. It's just the Niners are 2022 Bisaccia, and the Packers, in that sense, are still the 2021 Drayton Packers. So bad. Yeah. Yes. In a one-game, winner-takes-all matchup between these last two Packers teams, the 2022 Packers hopefully will be able to win the field position battle by a million yards, maybe have a punt kick return for a touchdown, block a kick. Like the margin's going to be huge. We hope. So then it just falls upon which Aaron Rodgers decides to make a play at the end of the game. <laughs> That's an immovable object versus an unstoppable force. Or the, the movable object meets the stoppable force. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Whatever way you want to look at it. Yeah. Love it. One right. Rodgers would throw a pick. Then the next Rodgers would go three and out and (laughs) and back and forth. They would go. Yeah, there you go. All right. Eight, seven, seven, eight, six, seven, 16, 70. We're going to step away, take a quick break. Lots to come. A lot of stuff going on today. Uh, Coming up next, we have a couple minutes before the top of the hour. A trademark has been filed for a word. It's a word that all of us use constantly. It might need to change the title of this program. We'll tell you what it is next. It's the Bill Michaels show. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. All right, welcome back. Bill Michael's Show. A couple minutes before we hit the top of the hour. 877 867 1670 is how you get a hold of the program. Take your phone calls coming up next. Coming up after the top of the hour, Grant, uh, we need to talk about Derek Jeter for a second. Manny Ramirez had some comments on the Red Sox broadcast about Jeter and also about sports fans. I think it's an interesting conversation. There's that. There's some big PGA Tour news of what they have done to combat the live and to try to make it more enticing to play on the tour. And then NBA draft stuff. The NBA draft is tomorrow. I myself am not the biggest NBA draft guy. Grant, I'm sure you have a target or two in mind. 
for uh, what the Bucks should do tomorrow night. There's also all-star game voting stuff, but the breaking news earlier today at 9.04 a.m., Josh Gerben, a trademark attorney, and then Darren Ravel obviously picked this up, said, breaking news, Ohio State, the Ohio State has received a trademark for the word the to be used on clothing. The exact text reads, Clothing, namely T-shirts, baseball caps, and hats, all of the foregoing being promoted, distributed, and sold through channels customary to the field of sports and college athletics. Uh, They are now the only that are able to use the on their clothing. My only reaction to this is uh, similar to the one you had. If we were to make a The Bill Michaels Show T-shirt, is it now Bill Michaels Show? It's... It's Bill Michaels' show the way that my show would be Grant Bills' show, which <laughs> sounds so lit, right? It sounds so stupid versus the Bill Michaels show. How do you how do you trademark a word like that? And also, how many lawyers, how much time do none of these people have real jobs? That's coming from a sports radio guy. My job isn't real. Am I allowed to still say the word? I just said it like four times. I don't understand how any of this works. It's so dumb. Talk about, and this is a very necessary shot. Talk about the inferiority complex of that, of that institution, because there's an Ohio university. They have to be the Ohio state university. What a joke. It's Ohio state versus Ohio. There's already a difference. It's already there. First coach K now this. Like, I, I thought my week was going to go by with some normal stuff happening. I didn't want to get mad. Now I'm mad. All right. Sorry. It's the Bill. Mi- it, it is Bill Michaels show. We'll be back it's after this. Show. The Bill Michaels show podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.